0: Welcome to the Pro Wrestling For You podcast. Snap, crackle and cheap pops. And here's your host, Mr. Phil Woodvine.
1: Mr. Mad Dog Mike Angus, how the devil are you doing, sir? Hiya, Phil. How are you getting on my mate? I'm not too bad, mate. How about you? You were surviving Zombieland?
0: Yeah, oh, I'm absolutely wonderful. And you know what? All the better for speaking to you because it's been a little while since I was last down in Stoke for pw for you, And uh, it's just good to have a little catch up with you, buddy. And uh, I know you've been working hard being one of our uh, key workers. So uh, no. I know it's, it's coming up to eight o'clock on Thursday night. So I'm going to be clapping for you shortly, mate. But, uh, no. you know, you do a great job and, uh, you know, everyone's appreciating it. So I just thought I'd get that in there and mention that to you now. And uh, it's oh, great to
1: speak to you you a good egg into aren't you, a. Um, Well, I don't ever dare say this. I'm going to start the podcast off with a little bit of something naughty. I, I was so hungry on my shift earlier today that when I was just tidying the shop up, I'd kind of done my main job. I was just tidying the shop up. Someone had kind of like ate half a chocolate bar and left it on a shelf. I was that hungry. I ate the other half of someone's rancid chocolate bar that they just left. <laughs>
0: Who are these people who go around eating food in supermarkets? I'm not. I don't get that. You go there to buy your food, not eat it. Walking around the store,
1: <laughs> Look, I, I can't help it. I am that guy. That if I buy like one of the big sort of French baguettes, uh, French stick things, it's turned into a mini one by the time I've got to the fucking checkout. Is it? Or are you having a go at it as you're going around? <laughs> oh hell, yeah. I, 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 I can't go more than ten minutes without eating, so for me, I'm just always like wolfing. It's, got, it's, it's the got a face drugs. mask.
0: It's the face mask that stops me, Phil. Fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you now. So well, I, I, I obviously I know you as Mad Dog. Everyone in the rest of the world knows you as Mad Dog. The majority of the people that are probably going to listen to this podcast will probably be pro wrestling for you fans who might not necessarily be that up to speed with. uh, You are what you do. Do you want to just give us like a little bit of an intro and just kind of style us uh, on you? Just tell us a little little bit about you that uh, the press and few fans can kind of get a bit of a heads up. Definitely,
0: mate. Yes, obviously, I've been down to pro wrestling for you a couple of times with my son to watch the shows. Uh, We thoroughly enjoy it. It's only uh, about an hour and a half, two-hour drive from ours to get down to visit you guys. But uh, I am the Mad Dog Mike Angus, so I'm the ring announcer for TNT Extreme Wrestling in Liverpool. I have been the ring announcer since uh, 2015 with those guys. And uh, it's gone from strength to strength in Liverpool, so we have a great company there. I also ring announce for Wrestle Island on the Wirral. So I've... uh, been the ring announcer there since they started back in, uh, was it 2016? Wrestle Island started. Yeah, I think so, so. Around that time. Yeah. So we had the uh, one ring to rule more was at the tail end of 2016. I've uh, also recently started working alongside wrestling travel. I did um, for the love of wrestling last year with those guys. So that was a really great experience. And uh, I also ring announce for Britannia Wrestling Promotions at the moment and the LWF up in Chorley as well. So uh, quite a few ring announcing duties around the place and um, just recently started doing a little bit more commentary. So I uh, commentated on Koala Slam uh, the charity show we did for the Koalas in uh, January that uh, Lucy Openshaw and Tal Bannum organized. So I was the commentator for that. And I've recently started doing a bit of commentary on all the uh, Britannia wrestling promotion shows as well. So, uh, yeah, I like to uh, talk about wrestling. It's been a passion of mine since I was young. And, uh, you know, I've um, always been a big fan. And um, I was trying been involved in the wrestling business. And it's just uh, the way it's worked out, uh, the jobs I'm doing at the moment. I'm uh, involved in a big way. So uh, and I love it. So it's great.
1: Bloody, you've got so much energy. It's like it makes sense that you're uh, you're using your voice in the wrestling business. I mean, I'm gonna blow a little bit of smoke up your arse, mate. Like my, my voice isn't meant necessarily for announcing commentary, even podcasts. I was gonna say it's, my stoky accent doesn't really work well for these jobs. I just do it because I love it. It's, whereas I think you've got such a naturally entertaining voice. You've not your accent doesn't lend to one place or another so where some announces, oh i'm the manchester something something i'm the liverpool something or something i don't i think you've got quite a neutral accent so i think your voice could be fitted to a company in scotland company in wales company uh, south of england it wouldn't make any odds it's it would fit all kind of uh, all places
0: that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you saying that. I, I think I found that came when I um when I went to university. So I went to university in Leeds, and everybody was from all over the country, and they said um, people were trying to guess where everyone was from, and th- there weren't many who guessed I was from the Wirral, just near Liverpool, because that they said you know you haven't really got the full Scouse twang, whereas my brother is a bit more. He sounds a bit more scouse than me, whereas I'm sort of like, I don't know, I just would say my voice doesn't really lend itself to anywhere in particular, as you said. So, uh, yeah, and they said as well, I've got a voice, ideal voice for radio or DJ and, and a face to go with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to start the show off with, with, with a big compliment to you. You know, it's uh, hey, I it? appreciate
0: it, mate. And I'd say what, I've got a compliment right back for you. I would say that me and you are two of the. Most fashionable, smart gentleman in professional wrestling in the UK, because the suits I've seen you busting out, my friend, absolutely, boss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chuck another name in there to complete the uh, to complete the complete trio. I've got to put Magic Mark in. Oh, Magic Mark! He's got some
0: special outfits, some nice crushed velvet, uh, some very interesting sort of bow tie pieces that I've seen, and the cane as well. It's uh, you know, it literally is magic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know why he's called Magic Mark, I'm not aware he could even do any magic, I don't know where it's come from, but <laughs> it just it just fits, he's like, another one that when you see him, you've uh, whatever nickname you've built up for him, that you just go to that now, I know he doesn't really do magic, he's kind of dropped off that name now, but now whenever I see him, hey I'm Magic Mark, you can't help it.
0: You can't help it. And I said that to him the other week. I spoke to him on his podcast um, the other week. We were uh, trying to lighten the mood a little bit with it being locked down and everything. So we did top 10 biscuits so uh, <laughs> you, you might need to check that out. But uh, yeah, we were sort of trying to keep it nice and uh, nice and cheerful. But yeah, he even said on that, he says, I've been trying to get away from Magic Mark for a little while, but it just keeps coming back to me.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if it's because it's the alliteration with it being like MM, because it almost sounds a bit like Marvel super, uh, superhero you like you know what I mean, Stephen Strange, like SS, r r t t whatever. Magic Mark just, just kind it,
0: of... That's how I end up being the mad dog, I think. <laughs>
1: It just works. Like I know a lot of people in wrestling have got that. Like they go out their way to be kind of like, you know, like Dave Malveco, Violet Vendetta. It's always the alliteration, and if it rolls off the tongue, it's easy for people to say. It's gonna stick. That's
0: it, and it sticks in the memory as well. That's what it is. It's all about being remembered, I think, especially uh, you know if you're a, a talent such as Dave Delvecchio, uh, you know that name sort of, it sticks in your mind after you've been to the show and seen him perform when you're coming home afterwards. you're thinking, hey that that DDV was good, what are you
1: my with a, with a sidebar, my favorite favorite, favorite one. So um, I can't think for the life of, I don't know when this was, but I was with. The ex-girlfriend that's with Leanne. Um, obviously, still good friends with her, so I don't mind giving a shout out. I don't, think cool. she'll listen, I don't think she'll listen to these podcasts. I mean, she had like two years of listening to me, so I, I, I doubt she'll listen to it. If she does, LOD, dear, you okay? No, I'll um, have to
0: bombard her with uh, shares, then we'll send it yeah. over to her. Have a listen to this. Because I, I, I was sort of thinking, should, should I mention, you know, because uh, I was going to say probably the first time I met you would have been with Leanne, I'm, I'm assuming, at TNT when you guys came to visit us.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty Because I think I was just there hanging out for the first couple of shows and just not doing anything. I was just hanging out in the back and uh, whatever. Yeah, so that, I think that would have been the first time I would have met you yeah
0: and I, now it's very soon after that i I came down to PW for you and caught a show, but I can't think which one it was, but then I definitely came down to the full Monty that you guys put on where there was a bit of a rare uh, uh, and I'm sure at that show was when someone got thrown through um, a wall wasn't it at the old uh, at the Silverdale working men's club was it was oh,
1: um, throw someone through a wall yeah pitbull and sexy Kev, I want to say. That was a uh, person for you. Release the Kraken. I'm pretty certain that's oh, accurate.
0: Yeah. That was the one after. Yeah, I came down for that as well. Yeah, we came, I, I mean, we came down for a few. We've been down to uh, to Silverdale a couple of times for, to catch the shows. And uh, what me and my son do is, the, you normally do your shows on Friday night, is it?
1: Yeah, we we've just moved to kind of well, obviously now everything's all up in the air, but we kind of moved to Saturday nights to make it easier for talent and to get the ring there and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, for the most part, we did Friday nights. Yeah, because on uh, Fridays
0: we'd, um, we'd come straight. I'd pick my son up from school. And we'd drive straight down to Stoke to try and beat the traffic, you know, because traffic can be horrific on a Friday night. And we'd go yeah. to the little Frankie and Benny's on the on the retail park that you've got just near there, you know, just on the other side, sort of where uh, it must be where Waterworld is around there, I think. Oh, yeah, we always went to that little uh, Frankie and Benny's there because he loves his Frankie and Benny's, my son. And then we'd drive over for the shows. Normally start about seven, didn't they? So, yeah, so we caught them and then we'd have drive back, a bit of a late night for him. But uh, but he always enjoys coming down to the wrestling anyway. So, <laughs> all good.
1: Well, like, speaking of uh, you kids and sons and stuff, uh, just to take you back one little step. So, uh, I- I've been with Leanne and I think the were of family do i don't know if it's a family meal if it's a birthday something like that and she's got two young nephews that used to love to come to the wrestling and we're talking about the shows because you can pick kids brains and they're just honest you know what i mean they don't care about your thoughts your feelings kids will just tell you if something's good they say it's good if it's shit they'll say it's shit and that's brutally honest so when i, was, I sat talking to the youngest of her two nephews and I'm um, saying a couple of wrestling names because he just wanted to just talk to me about wrestling, which, yeah, which is cool. I was fine with. And I started really off some of these names. And I'd say, uh, like, Big T. Oh, I love Big T. So big, so big, isn't he? Yeah, yeah that's cool. And uh, what about Drill? Oh, I love Drill. I've got a pie of Drill. And just this sort of thing. I got to Dave Delvecchio, and the, like, the, the most innocent, naive voice. Ah, oh, I love him. I love Mr. VD. Like, oh shit like do you mean EDV? or oh no but then like because he's a little little kid he's maybe four five six tops and he didn't mean to say VD he doesn't even know what VD meant but I'm trying not laugh in his face because <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an idiot with a terrible sense of humour and I'm a terrible person so I'm like trying to not laugh but he said VD and, oh, and he said that he loved it so uh, Dave if you listen to this mate that's not me that's just a little kid that uh, says he, he loves that you might have venereal disease. So that's not on me, that's on the kids. Get that,
0: in, get that on a T-shirt, Phil, innit? <laughs> <laughs> that's a new match for him there. That's going to be a big seller at the stand.
1: Bloody hell, mate. I was going to make a really bad comment, then I realised I'm i uh, I'm not a heel in in Silverhouse. you say, oh most of the audience have probably got VD anyway. We'll skip over oh. that one. I can't help it. I'm in heel mode 24-7. I can't That's help it. That's
0: You're going to get booed there. You're going to get booed for sure. <laughs> but uh, excellent.
1: So you've been in this business since 2015, which, which again, yeah, half a decade. That's really not bad at all. But the the kind of like question that I've got kind of ringing around my head at me, you've been in this business for five years, but I've never seen you backstage at a show or – Uh, outside of a show before or after in a mood in a bad mood I don't think I've ever been
0: in a bad mood I'm a very positive person Phil that's what I uh, I try and uh, you know I always try and make sure we're having a good time the the only time you'll ever see me in a bad mood is during the show if anything's going disastrously wrong Uh, times like if a Talents haven't arrived. You are due to uh, due to perform shortly. It's the only time you'll see me sort of stressing. Like, where is he? <laughs> Apart from that, no, I'm generally always in a good mood.
1: <laughs> like, I, I again, I'm going to blow some smoke up your ass. I don't know anyone that's ever had a bad word with you. That's ever said, oh, you know what? He's such a dick. I've never heard that. Now that's very, very rare. In life or even just in this business alone, everyone's kind of got like a bit of dirt on them per se, especially if you've been in this business longer than say two, three years, you'll get a little bit jaded. You'll get a little bit, okay, look I'm here, I'm I'm here to enjoy it. But there is an air of, okay, let's let's get this let's get this done and fuck off out of here. I want to be here after. Whereas I don't ever get that vibe from you, whether I've seen you at Britannia or uh Wrestle Island, TNT, here, there or wherever. You've just you are one of the most optimistic, positive people I've ever met. And I think the business needs some of that to just kind of correct it a little bit and to just kind of freshen things up and to slap some life into it. You know what,
0: I think I think it comes from the fact that I have been a, a fan for so long and I really do enjoy just, you know, being at the shows. I, I enjoy being involved. I enjoy, I, you know, I, I feel like I know a lot about professional wrestling having watched it since I was younger you know, watched it growing up and I was just looking, to, I've obviously been tidying up during lockdown. I have got like ticket stubs from every show I've ever been to. It, even things like I've got tickets from like RWA, you know, um, PCW, you know, I've got me tickets here from Fightmare in Norwich. You know, I've just, I just love wrestling. And then, um, you know, and I think people see that when they're there and they know they can come and talk to me about stuff. I'll always give my honest opinion. And I, I will always try and help anybody who's, you know, trying to make their way in the business with, and I think people appreciate that. And, you know, you, everyone's got the haters, you know, people are always going to say, you know, always, oh, you know, the the classic one is always oh, trying to put himself out there too much. But at the end of the day, you know, the more stuff I can do in wrestling, the more people I can help, you know, the more I enjoy it. So it's one of them, it's all good. So, and I think uh, positivity is the key, you know, if you're a, you know, if you go out there and you think, "Oh, I'm not going to enjoy this tonight," you're not going to enjoy it because you'll botch your lines and you'll end up getting booed out the building. So, <laughs> I right. think that's it. you don't want that to happen.
1: <laughs> oh, trust me, I've been I've been booed out of many buildings. So I'm uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't deny that one. I mean, so obviously we've said that yeah, you have got a voice that's made for wrestling. I think there's certain people like uh, Mr. Kennedy, his voice made for professional wrestling uh jr jim ross again voice that's made for wrestling um why is it only the verbal side of you that's in this business i mean have you been along to to wrestling schools and found that it wasn't for you uh, not not even that you know it, I, I think one one thing was i wanted to like do a bit of wrestling
0: and by the time i'd come back from university i, I, and I was still playing football and stuff still relatively healthy going to the gym all the time but by the time i actually got to training um, I, I, you know, I felt like it was, a, I was, get, I was, you know, hitting it a bit late. It was probably when I was 30. I started training with um, at all-star Academy with Dean Allmark and uh, people like you I trained with. There was people like Zaya Brooks side there at the time um Ryan, RJ, Silver, Connor Klein. Those guys were training there at the time. And then um, I, I had a good go at it. And my, the things I was not good at was like gymnastics, basic gymnastics, just like forward rolls and stuff like that. But I was getting better. But then unfortunately, as I was training, I had a car crash as well, which led to uh, an injury. And then I, because of that, I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't go back to training for a bit because I had a, like a insurance thing I had to go through and everything. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just sort of stalled there a little bit. And at the same time, that was when my ring announcing picked up because not only was I doing Wrestle Island and TNT and working full-time and being a parent, I also then started to pick up some of the shows as the more sort of People I met in the industry were like, oh, you should come and ring out our show, you know, you should come and help with this. Help, you know, can you get along to this at all? And then, yeah, so it just sort of takes over. And then from there, I just haven't had the chance to get back into it. And um the only sort of in-ring involvement I've had with anything, I've had little brushes and scrapes with people, but um I was awarded the ring out of the year, I believe it was 2018, just before I went to um, just before I went to Vegas. And we were doing a show at Wrestle Island and I was accepting the award at that, to, you know, on film. And uh, Pitbull, Babyface Pitbull, came out and uh, took exemption to me, uh, you know, accepting this award. He thought I was brown nosing a little bit. And uh, as I, I think at some point I must have gone to walk out the ring, turn my back on him. And uh, he decided he had enough and was going to uh, basically suplex me onto my head. So uh, that was my only sort of in-ring involvement. I'm probably still recovering from that, to be fair. <laughs>
1: Wait, wait, wait! wait. Paperface pit pitbulls suplexing someone badly and injuring him? No, this is not a uh, a story I've heard multiple, multiple times. Surely not.
0: No. Oh, was, I'm surely my fault. I uh, I'm like <laughs> a sandbag to be thrown about, mate. And uh, yeah, I'm not the lightest of guys. So yeah, but uh, who knows? After lockdown, I've got um, you won't believe it. I'm actually suffering from a hernia at the moment. I uh, was moving barrels in work, full barrels of beer, and I had to move one from one side of the of the pub from the cellar to the other side. And stupidly thought, "Oh, I can lift that myself," you know. And I've given myself a hernia, so I'm just waiting to have an operation from that. From there, once once I've recovered from that, I'm going to try and get back in the gym, and we'll see what happens. You might see, yeah, uh, you might see the mad dog wrestle. Yeah, you never know.
1: <laughs> yes, like I think, even if you don't necessarily uh, get into wrestling full time, I think. Just doing little bits, like I mean, you've mentioned, um, like yeah, our show, um uh, person for you, uh, it was the full Monty. Like, I put myself in the Rumble, which as soon as I uploaded the match graphic that I was it. I was in part of the Rumble. I did get a few comments of why is the promoter being in? He's not even a wrestler, but I knew that I was going to be dressed as Where's Wally. I, I knew was, it, I
0: it was be, just i that was where's Wally? I was at that one,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I knew I was gonna be in the ring for like. A minute tops. I knew everyone else that's in this ring. No one's no one's going to injure me. I'm not going to eliminate anybody. I'm just there just as a, a a bit of fun, you know. But I did get a few comments, you know, a little bits and pieces. You do have to kind of grow a bit of a sort of thick skin in this business and just go, "Oh hi, cool, Can't please everyone." Look, it's going to be funny. I'm I'm going to show you the clip. It'd be it'd be funny. But you are always going to get people that will shit on your chips a little bit, unfortunately. That's it. That, that
0: is why, as well, because I respect the business so much. The way I would think about it is, if I wasn't in top physical shape and also knew exactly what I needed to do, you know, to, to the top of my abilities, I, that you know, that's why I've not done it because I, am, you know, I'm a perfectionist in a way, and to, you know, to to wrestle, I'd want to be spot on, and I wouldn't want to just be going in there and you know, just doing a, a little bit. I'd rather it was. You know, because I've got such a passion for the business, I'd want to go out there and entertain people and actually, you know, show them what the mad, mad dog can do rather than, uh, you know, I don't want to go out there and have a botch fest and end up on botch mania or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep hoping I'm going to end up on botch mania. That's on my bucket list. I mean, I fuck up enough stuff and it just never happens. <laughs> I can't help it. That's it. Uh, well, I'm after he'll get you on, mate. I'm sure he'll, uh, you, you need to really do something on purpose,
0: live on, uh, you know, it's going out live and stuff, really botch something up bad.
1: <laughs> Mine's always, it's never necessarily physical stuff unless I'm doing it on purpose. Like, I mean, whenever I'm managing, if it's with Dave Dalvecchio, we've got spots that we don't talk full a match. We just go, look, we're going to do the chugger brother at the end and we'll go and we'll do the end from there. Now, I know what the chucker brother is. I'm the the heel manager holding the face in the ropes, he charges, the face moves out of the way, I take a hit and I go flying backwards. Just what we call the Choker brother, so we know what we're kinda doing. But physical wise, that's never really been an issue. I've always landed relatively okay, There's no slips or trips or anything. It's always verbal with me and Botchmania tends to like its more physical slips and trips than its verbal ones. So we, um, we had a cracker
0: at, at TNT Phil, do you remember um, uh, Phil, Phil Green who wrestled as uh, Jim Powers for um, Runcorn and he um, he's moved to the States now but he was a great guy and on, our, on my first couple of shows he was on commentary with uh, Paul Kissick and um, we were doing the O2 Academy in Liverpool and we'd given him a chance to do he'd, he'd said he was doing a bit of stand-up comedy so we'd said oh yeah that'd be great if you know if you could do sort of 5 or 10 minutes to warm up the crowd before the show You know, give him his big moments to go out there and do that and as he went out, we'd used like a, it was like a nightclub, uh, like little poof sort of thing you know they have like a, a two a two person seats basically and we yeah. put that instead of ring steps and as he stepped onto it, it you know he's not a huge guy but he's a little bit heavy but uh he, he steps onto these ring steps and it just imploded and <laughs> just, it just went and it was amazing and that was on botch mania and it was uh and it was uh, you know, we, you know we, you'll know you never live it down I suppose but uh, I always mention it to him I think that's probably uh but maybe someone who doesn't like me yeah <laughs> just because I can't ever let that moment go. It was just amazing. And uh, similarly, um, you know, someone, you know, I really appreciate in the wrestling business, Henry T. Grodd. He I had one of the yeah,
1: wrestling yeah. when
0: I was ring announcing that. And then um, uh, he got in the ring and I was like, are you okay? But I was just, <laughs> oh, was just that was one of the only times where I've absolutely lost it because I just, I just couldn't believe it. He, and he literally, he that shows what a tough guy he is because he fell. Literally seven floor a foot flat onto his face and then just got up, just walked it off. I said, Are you okay? And he's like, Yeah, fine. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. But obviously that then did the rounds, didn't it? So uh, yeah, I don't think he was, don't think he would appreciate us uh, bringing that back up. We might have to edit that out, I suppose.
1: <laughs> uh, I I'm- because when when I saw that, I mean, I was just like I'm yet to get to a live Wrestle Island show. I was meant to come to one with when I was with Leanne. We had car troubles; didn't didn't happen. I don't drive, so it just not really happened. Really, it's just it's one of them things. But I woke up and that video, that clip, was just doing the rounds everywhere. I mean, he he oh, he just stacks it about six seven foots straight onto the stage. It was
0: I think it was um, possibly someone who put like. Either fairy lights or a curtain, like at the front of the stage, and it was just like t- taped on or whatever. It wasn't like properly. I think he sort of stepped onto that and slipped off it, but it was a it was a horrific fall. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the only times I've really lost it in the ring because I was just like <laughs> trying so hard not to laugh, but it was just like he just knew that was going to be doing the rounds. But uh, yeah, I've, I've got to say, Wrestle Island's definitely worth uh, popping along to on the world. It's uh, it's a sort of in a very similar vein of as you. Uh, yeah, really good family show. And uh, Peter and Jody, the guys, uh, the family run it. Just lovely people, and they're really, um, you know, trying to do a good job and a you know, good, uh, honest wrestling company. I think. Uh, the, the shows they've put on have been great. Right from the first ones when we were in the little theatre in Birkenhead, right the way through where we've done like the it's like Birkenhead Boxing Club where we were running before. That was a great little um, little venue, especially for a Sunday afternoon when they've got that packed out with 400, 400 people in there, and the uh, the, the people are getting on the shows. The wrestlers all top talent, and it's uh, you know it's really great to see. And they've just recently moved to uh, St. Anne's in their Rock Ferry on the World, which is literally probably the uh, the closest venue to my home that I've ever worked at. It's literally two minutes down the road for me. So, uh, you know, more, more shows there, please, Peter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, like I said, like, I've seen lots and lots about Wrestle Island uh, online. So it's just it's just a travel issue more than anything. It's, I don't drive. I've got no intention of ever driving. It just never... I couldn't get the hang of it. So just, it's not, never going to happen. So, it's
0: any time you need to get the train up to the Wirral and stay over at mine the night before. We're going to have a few bevvies, and then we'll get ourselves uh, to Wrestle Island on the Sunday. It's, uh, it's always, it's always a good show.
1: Oh and, mate, uh, You know, g- count me in. I might need, bring, uh, tra- might need to bring, like gingerbread with me or something. But uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Oh yeah, he got a carry case. I'm sure I've seen him at <laughs> one of the shows before. He's
0: in a little case. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just in case anyone listening to this, it's not, it's not, it's not like a battery, <laughs> hen, a battery hen in like a pink. It's like, it's, it's like an oversized, I'm say oversized handbag, that makes it even worse.
0: <laughs> he looked comfy and he was enjoying himself anyway, definitely. I'm trying to think what show that was now. There's, def- um, d- there's definitely a photograph somewhere. And I'm sure someone's brought a cat to the show before as well, like a tiny kitten. Luckily it wasn't the same show. <laughs>
1: And it might have been because um, I don't know if it was one of the was on, so it would have been uh, Title, not Title, uh, True Grit or Rise, you know, something like that. I, mean, yeah, she's oh, taking-
0: uh, yeah. I always try and pop up and see Rise as well. They're uh, the, the maddest uh, wrestling show in the UK. Always good banter to pop up and see those guys. I I don't then, have uh,
1: seen, I've seen clips where everyone's chucking beers in the ring and stuff, and it just, uh, I, I get it. But for me, I'm looking at that and going, oh, my insurance, oh, fucking hell.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, no, I've always had a good laugh when I've popped up there to see them guys. Uh, But yeah, always putting a good show up at Rise as well. So yeah, that's one to. uh, I I still haven't done the Otley Run. I I went to uh, Leeds University, I don't know if I mentioned, but uh, there's the pub crawl there called the Otley Run. And uh, I definitely feel like we need to do a, a, a pub crawl to Rise one night. And hit, hit up all the pubs on the way and then just get there and be as drunk as everyone else, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm I'm, there, I'm trying to go a little bit straight edge and not drink. And uh, people are trying to drag me back in it a little bit. Oh, God.
0: I've been pretty good during lockdown. You know, I do. Um, I hardly had a drink. I think I've had f- sort of three drinks in the whole of lockdown. I've been pretty well behaved. So, oh, we are. I've got an alarm going off to tell me it's time to clap. So give me one second. I'll just—I'm in the attic at my house. So I can go out on the roof and clap. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear bloody fireworks going off in a minute, by mine. They're always—you get a bit overexcited here. They really want to uh, want to celebrate and party it up. So uh, give me a second. I'll do the clap, and then we'll we'll carry back on with our conversation.
1: <laughs> by all means, I mean, this is a first for us.
0: This it's lockdown. It's completely different. You never know what what's going to happen, do you? And it's a PW for you podcast. And we're gonna. There's people getting frying pans out and stuff. I can hear it happening now. Hang on, let me have a listen. I'm at the back. it's The only problem, everyone's around the front. When that dog next door starts barking, that's when you know it's all going to kick off. <laughs> So uh,
1: what's it like round by yours
0: at the moment during lockdown, Phil? How's it going?
1: It's it's not too bad. I mean, I kind of live pretty much in the town centre, so it's not really that many people around that are making too much noise. It's it's pretty chill. There's a few that are leaning out of the flat so I can kind of see it at the back of the house. and uh, banging away. I kind of think, as bad as it sounds, the novelty is kind of worn off.
0: Oh, we are still, very yeah, excited. They, they want to. Uh, all our people out in the streets at the front will be going nuts now. But I can hear fireworks going off. The dogs are barking. Let me just give a little clap out the roof, and I'll be right back with you.
1: Yeah, noise. There you are, ladies and gents. This is yeah. a first. <laughs> this is a first for us. We, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night. It's eight pm. You know what like, this is
0: a. The neighbors. Are already glaring at me. I better come in. (laughs) (laughs) At least we showed our appreciation. So well done to all the uh, NHS staff and the key workers who were going into work to protect the nation. Good on you. Good on you Phil. You're doing a good job
1: there mate from Ed. Apart from walking around eating half eaten bars of chocolate. That's that's the risks you've got (laughs) to (laughs) take.
0: if they're not feeding you, you have got to feed you as
1: well. I was so hungry because I'm, I'm what looking at food all day, every day on my shifts and I'm, I eat a lot of food anyway. I'm just starving permanently. So I just saw this half a chocolate bar and I didn't even like break a bit off so my mouth had to touch whoever's mouth and bit the other half. <laughs> I just started like eating it, but oh, I don't care. I'm hungry. Oh no! <laughs> well, at least if you fall ill this week, we'll know what it was. <laughs> God, if ran- a rancid Kit Kat—that's what's going to take me down. Just my bloody luck.
0: <laughs> oh mate, unlucky. <laughs> wow. But uh, oh, excellence.
1: Right, so we'll we'll get back into it. So obviously we've talked about your verbal skills. We have talked about the the wrestling type of thing. Now bear in mind, DDP was thirty five when he started to wrestle. So age, should, yeah, it shouldn't really be too much of an issue for you. Just just chuck him one that one out there. That's it. Well,
0: yeah, it's my thirty fifth birthday in what a week and a half's time. So yeah, it's gonna. I am gonna be one of the. Uh... One of the oldest, youngest veterans going, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll, you know, I, I'd say I've still got a couple of years where I could do a match. The hair's long enough now to wrestle, anyway. <laughs> no one realizes i I've got long hair, you know, because um, I always have it. Whenever I'm announcing, I always have it tied up, and even in work, I have it tied up. It's only during lockdown it's actually been unleashed, but it's uh, it's long enough to wrestle now. my hair. <laughs>
1: because if, if you kind of think about it, take the hernia out of the equation, you've, um you know, I've never seen you sort of really out of shape or anything like that, so you should still be good to go, so even if you start training and start wrestling properly at 40, 45, whatever, you've not had 5, 10, 15, 20 years worth of bumps that's been knackering your knees, your back, your neck, your elbows, yeah, all those stuff that goes first, um, You've not had that, so I don't see. Fresh. <laughs> i don't see the the age being too much of an issue. I'll be honest
0: may I'd be happy to give it a try if someone was going to uh you know if i uh, get back to Dean Ormark the master trainer and get back in there for you know a good year and get my uh you know get my stuff together and uh you know as long as I can you know put do at least uh, you know the basics to the top of my ability and you know. Put something good out there, then I'd be, uh, I'd definitely be interested in having, having a go. But it's, uh, but as well, I wouldn't want to let down the fans. That's the thing, isn't it? You know, and yeah. people who know you, I'd have to <laughs> prove to them that I was working hard enough to deserve to be on the show. You know what I mean? Like, there's young yeah. guys coming through. Like, it's got um, Charlie Charlie Brennan's come to Wrestle Island. He's giving it a go, you know, and he's, he's trained hard. And he, you know, the people, the fans and the p- people who come to the shows can appreciate that. And they see, you know, these people working hard. And that's how they get behind people. People like Karen Solas, Scott Oberman, uh, Nick Cutter, Felwell, Dougie Matthews, the guys in Crash Boat, uh, Paradox. All these guys are, have worked their arses off, you know, to get where they are. Uh, Synergy, have you seen Synergy during lockdown, Phil?
1: Uh, mate, we had uh, two of Synergy uh, on our show. We wanted to, I don't want to necessarily, they didn't want to divide them, but I wanted different things for each of the four of them. Um, so I didn't want the mid person for you as synergy. I took the two big guys and pitched them the idea of doing like a UK gladiators thing, and their eyes went massive. Like, oh, we're on. We would, we, we, yes, we'll do it. We'll get new gear. So, oh, all right, cool, bloody hell. And yeah, they're
0: great guys, you know. I've worked with them at, uh, at the LWF, and I said to them, uh, we were having a bit of banter, saying that they're the uh, the UK version of the American males. Do you remember uh, Bagwell <laughs> and uh, oh, Scotty yeah. Rice? <laughs> so yeah, so that was the, so that that's where they were going with that. But they've been working hard during lockdown, and another guy's been working hard. Have you seen uh, big guns, Joe?
1: Yeah, he's the, the, the ni- probably the nicest guy in the world. Just <laughs> genuinely, obviously apart from yourself, of course. But big guns, Joe, just like, I love his character. I, like I can't get enough of it because he's another guy that doesn't take he, like he takes the job seriously. Like he's very professional. But the comedy, the straight-faced comedy that he does with his uh, character, I think it's amazing. He's
0: been great for, uh, you know, at, at Wrestle Island and at TNT uh, Ignition for us. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's just every time you see him, he just gets better and better. And, um, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's got it in him to be a star. And I just hope it, uh, hope it turns out well for him because he is a funny guy. And, you know, the tiny Joe Chance are just, some of the stuff that the fans are so inventive with stuff they come up for him and everything. It's just awesome. But he was then um, Wrestle Island sponsor for quite a while with his protein shakes and his uh and his exercises. And he had them. Um, he'd come down and have a match with somebody. Normally, uh, yeah, he was in a bit of a feud with Opera Mania Matt Brooks, and uh, he'd interrupt the match to pull out like a rowing machine from under the ring, and uh, he'd have a skipping rope and just you know all this his flexing and everything. Oh, it was brilliant what a great guy
1: <laughs> yeah especially right now because he's uh he's, he's putting pictures up of his sort of workout since uh lockdown has been happening he's in phenomenal shape
0: that's it wrestle i want to i need to get in that sort of shape that's it i'm the tan <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I, speaking of people in shape uh you did mention matt brooks now i, I love there was like a domino effect at one of my shows. I don't remember which show it was. I can't remember for me. I don't think it was the first show he of mine he was on. But we're, at, we're in the Silverdale venue, and the changing room is just like a big, thin corridor that kind of runs the length of the stage underneath the stage kind of thing. You get down the stairs and whatever. And yeah. Matt was getting, Matt was getting changed right in the middle of the room while I was trying to do my pre-show speech so five minutes before the show starts um i get everyone together running through the card running through the house rules i don't swear don't swear don't chuck the microphones around uh, keep to your times blah 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 and he's still getting changed while i'm doing my speech and he takes his i think he's just in his, his underpants and a t-shirt he takes his t-shirt off nearly everyone stops listening to me looks at matt and goes oh for christ's sake because he's just chiseled beyond belief. And he's, he's just stood his there head. and he, he's like little skimpy underpants with like a, a 12 pack. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, life's not fair. This is bollocks.
0: He's like the Man. Rick Rude of, uh, he's like the Rick Rude of BritRess, isn't he?
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he's Too I, chiseled. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just, like, Keith might pull pulled him to one side sometimes, and Keith's got like a very dry sense of humor. And he'll kind of pull him to one side, Matt. Look, I need to have a word with you, need to have a word of you. Come find me later. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to speak to me now? No, no, come find me later, come find me later. And then, like, he might like, pull him to one side you know, half an hour later and say, Matt, I need you to eat a pie and some chips. So, just to wind you up. <laughs>
0: Oh Keith Keith Myatt is a British legend. I uh, interestingly enough I used to go to um 1PW up at the Doncaster oh, yeah. when I was at university and uh, Keith and uh, Keith and Keith Roughneck and and Myatt were both on that a, cu- a couple of times when I was up there. And I, I was lucky enough to meet Keith then and then obviously uh, I've been able to keep in touch with him through the, through the wrestling cuz he's um, you know he's he's wrestled at TNT He's wrestled at Wrestle Island, but um, it, it's always great to see him. And one of the, one of my absolute favorite moments in wrestling was when we did uh, TNT, and it was uh, the Mank Union against the Mob, uh, I believe at the time, and it was one of our main events. I can't think what show it was now. It could have been Summer Explosion, and it came down to Keith and uh, Bubblegum at the time was like the main heel, and uh, and Keith picked up the win for his team, and randomly we brought weapons down. In a shopping trolley during the match, it was—I think it was—a survival of the sickest, uh, fatal sort of four-on-four four match, and uh, and Keith won, and all his team came back out to celebrate with him. And I remember saying, I just said to Keith, he just came into me, had this will make a brilliant bit of film. This, I said to, I said to one of the guys, "Hey, Keith, get in the trolley, get in the trolley, Keith." And all the lads on his team bungled him into the trolley and were pushing him round the ring to celebrate his his victory. (laughs) Pushed him and the show went off at one F a with Keith in the shopping trolley getting pushed up the stage and everyone like cheering him. And it was, you know, what a moment. And it, it, you know, it must, you know, must have been, he must remember that. There must be a great moment in his career, that getting put in the shopping trolley. But uh, you know, that's probably one of my proudest moments ever, just saying, hey put him in the shopping trolley. <laughs> <laughs> and that celebration that followed. I know Noxie as well. Tony Knox, the best photographer in UK wrestling, was there with him getting all the shots as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to track that down, that bit of footage for you.
1: <laughs> uh, I've seen pictures. I don't think I've ever seen uh, videos of. But since we mentioned Keith, and I, I spoke, spoke about this to, uh, to Ryan Myatt and, and a few other people, and uh, we were obviously discussing Big Guns Joe earlier about you know, not taking the life too seriously obviously taking the job seriously in terms of being professional but not taking the performance yeah you can have a bit of fun and at keith who's 61 this july if i've got my dates right he's being pushed around in shopping trolleys it's unstoppable <laughs> unstoppable wrestling last christmas he dressed up like santa uh um, but chucked out candy canes to the crowd he's dressed up like Deidre barlow at a show. Oh, i was bird. at that
0: show you know i was at the show pcw and uh, and it must have been, uh, I think Stallion and, and Greg Lambert were on comms and they've both said after I spoke to them that that was their funniest moment they've ever seen in wrestling. And it was, uh, the, what's the PCW ringing out called? Is it, um, oh what's his name, um,
1: oh, um, oh, has it gone out of my
0: head all of a sudden? Oh, I've seen him ringing out so many times, I can't think what his name is now.
1: Oh, we'll, we'll come back to him anyway we'll edit that in the moment that I do <laughs> what, is,
0: what the hell is his name oh that's ruined me that I can't remember his name <laughs> but, uh, he Parker Parker Rich. is it Rich Parker
1: yeah 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 yeah.
0: well any, it, so anyway Deirdre's in the rumble isn't she and um and it's it's the week after the the real life Deirdre Ballard, the real life Deirdre Ballard coronation streets passed away and he gets eliminated from the rumble and um I just hear on, on the um, on the mic the ring announcer goes, Deirdre Barlow has been eliminated for the second time this week. <laughs> I didn't know that. And oh the whole my God. Place, the whole place just was like it was just one sort of them moments in time when you think, I was thinking, is he gonna get away with that? And it, it was there was stone silence for like a moment and then like a lot of people laughed, but then you'd see a lot of people were sort of horrifically offended. It was just one of those moments where it was like, "Oh, he's." I, I think he got away with it just, but as well, you know, the guy said that's like the funniest thing they've they've seen at wrestling. Just that, just out of nowhere, he just came out with that, which is like, you know, perfect timing, and there. Uh, you know, if you can get if you can get a moment where you say something like that, just the right time, it can, uh, you know, it can be great for you. It can be, uh, it could have backfired, but luckily, I think it uh, turned out as a nice moment for him. But and especially just the, it was, uh, you know, it was funny.
1: <laughs> I'm going to add like a little bit a bit more to that story. So uh, I think Keith put this on Facebook, and he's actually told me about it. It's, um, like during one of our road trips, yeah, I love listening to Keith's stories. I can listen to him yeah, pretty much all day every day. So he did that show for Floder at PCW dressed as obviously Deirdre Barlow. And he must have had to like, you know, shot off um, either soon or he must have just forgot his gear, whatever the situation was. So Floder posted him this Deirdre Barlow wig and the, the dress and whatever else he was wearing. Floder posted him that back with Keith's home address, but uh, the name under Deirdre Barlow trying to be funny now when the postman comes to post this through his house keith's not in so they've taken it back to the sorting office under the name Deidre barlow at keith's address but when you go collect your stuff from the sorting office they just want to see that your name is the name that's on the parcel they don't care what address you're from so you take your id along like i'll take my bank card that's not got my address on mr p woodvine phil woodvine yep cool er is your package and so he spent ages with Royal Mail Sorting Office saying, look, it's Deidre Barlow. I am Deidre Barlow, but I'm not Deidre Barlow, but that's Deirdre Barlow stuff. I was wearing, it's my address, I can prove it's my address. And they said, they don't care that you've got the same address. It's got to be to that name. So says, I've not got any idea under the name Deidre Barlow because it's Deirdre Soddy and Barlow, which <laughs> <laughs> I think eventually he did get the stuff back, but it was probably more effort than, than it was actually, than it, than it deserved, so yeah
0: um, that's class. oh so at least he's got it back so he can reprise the gimmick if he needs to at some point
1: well I didn't that just show you I mean, he's been in this business what like 35 40 years he's still i he's still arsing around he's still not taking himself overly seriously he can still have fun whereas there's some very young talent in this country which i'm not going to name names but the people are like, oh you won't, won't catch me doing that it'll make me look stupid it's like if, if Keith Meyer is cool with doing this stuff, if Ric Flair is, is fine with doing elbow drops in his underpants on, on his suit jacket, I think it's going to be okay.
0: That's it, yeah. You can get it away. It, it's got to be at the right time when you can do comedy like that. It's got to be at the right time. And, uh, you know, things like that prove that it, when done well, it's, you know, people don't forget it either as well. It's, you know, things like that absolutely stand out in your mind and you remember them. So that's what, that's what it's all about at the end of the day.
1: Exactly. When people go home, in they might not necessarily talk about a five-star masterclass, technical wizard kind of match, but you know they're going to talk about silly stuff because it's just off-the-cuff, off-hand improv. It's just silliness sticks. It just sticks in people's minds and Keith's still cool with doing that stuff. So I I can't say enough good stuff about Keith Myers. He might not be the guy that trained me, but. Full intents purposes. Keith's my mentor, he's a living legend, and I'm just so glad he's still wrestling. He's still doing Wrestle Island. Exactly. He's still doing wrestling for you. He's doing Unstoppable wherever he wants to work. It's just great. A, it's great. Should.
0: And the more you know, the more people who get to interact with him as well, the the better the next generation of wrestlers will be. The more people who train with people like uh, you know, you've got Dean Ormark, Rampage Brown, Keith, um, you know, and other trainers as well. People like uh, CJ. CJ Banks is is training people at the moment, isn't he? So uh, you know, yeah. you know, the next generation is going to be a crop of talent if you've got these great guys training them. So that's uh, we've all got more to look forward to as well in the future.
1: <laughs> See again, the, the most optimistic, uh, positive response from you. I am. I'm going to try and break you during this podcast. I'm going to try and get you to go, oh fuck, this, Phil, you fucking ass. I'm going to try my absolute fucking hardest. <laughs> That's right. So we've obviously we've we've discussed uh, bits and pieces. We've uh, discussed um, what you've done up to this point. But what would realistically, what does the future hold for you? I mean, would promoting your own company be on the cards?
0: And um, you know what, I'm happy working with other people at the moment. I'm I'm very busy. I'm he- absolutely hectic. When we've not had lockdown, my lifestyle is just. I'm just nonstop, literally. It, it, that's why it's so crazy being in lockdown because I am literally hectic. I'll be in my day job throughout the week. Then my, my son is with me a couple, of, a couple of nights a week. And then, you know, at lockdown, I'm obviously I'm teaching him at the moment. He's around every day, which is great. Um, and then, you know, I'll normally have two or three wrestling shows a week, the way it's been going at the, recently. Um, TNT have really um, increased the number of shows we're doing. And I ring announced for Ignition, and the extreme shows now. And um, just sort of the more responsibility that comes with that as well. Doing them, um, we always make sure that people, when they come to TNT shows, that we have a great after show party for them, and, or at least go out with everybody after the show. And, um, you know, it tends it into from being just a Thursday night wrestling show, it, it actually starts more like midday, Thursday. You're, you know, you're getting over there, getting everything sorted out, making sure it's all set up, meeting any fans who've come from all around the country. We do like a Mad Dog meetup before some of the shows to show people where the venue is so you're meeting people having a quick drink then getting everyone up to the show safe for the VIP running VIP doing the show after the show after show party you know normally Mackie's breakfast the next day is the next time you'll see me (laughs) 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 and then yeah I might have a little bit of a rest on the Friday and then it's uh, either I'll have the boss boss around to watch a film or whatever or uh, or I'll be uh, on to another wrestling show you know and we've uh, you know, that's just how, how my life is all the time. I have to be very organized with my calendar and I just try and, uh, you know, keep doing more and more stuff. So in the future, I'd love to work with, uh, you know, other companies if, if stuff comes available. But I'm happy with the companies I'm with at the moment where, you know, everyone's going from strength to strength. And before lockdown, you know, we had so much good stuff coming up on the cards. I had um I was going to be hosting the WrestleMania party in Liverpool for Hooked on. Hooked on wrestling, hooked on events. So that was going to be a big one for me to be hosting that, doing something a bit different. And uh, we also had Full Love of Wrestling. So I was going to be working alongside Wrestling Travel for that as well. And so looking after um, last year, we got to look after some great, uh, great famous wrestlers from the 80s and 90s. And uh, just seeing the camaraderie between them is really, uh, is a really great thing. And uh, I got to, uh, RVD's always been one of my favorites. And I got to uh, have a couple of beers with RVD. And I said to him, you know, I'll oh, rob, it's such a shame. You know, I haven't been able to ring announce you on a show yet. And he just said, Well, why don't you just ring announce me here? So at the bar, we he's like, You might as well just do it now. So we got the film out and I ring announced him at the bar in the Pullman Hotel. <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. So there's a, there's a video on there on Facebook. So um you know, my thing at the moment was, uh, growing my social media during lockdown. So I've, uh, people have said to me for ages, you've got to get Twitter, you've got to get Twitter. And I finally caved in during lockdown and got Twitter. So I've got Twitter now, got Instagram, my Facebook page is going from strength to strength. So, um. You know, check me out on there. I upload stuff all the time and I'm always finding old wrestling collectibles, especially during lockdown when I'm sort of tidying up and sorting out. I've got so much random wrestling uh, stuff. I found loads of all-star wrestling programs from the late 90s and early thousands there. So uh, there's autographs of all sorts of famous stars, people like Tatanka, Marty Gennetti, uh, Yoko Zuna, Jake the Snake. People like that who came over at that time. And also sneaking in there is really rare because it's got people like Nigel McGuinness, Dean hallmark had started to come onto the cards, and there's uh, like Roy Knight and the Hooligans, you know, the Roy Knight's on a couple of them and his uh, and his dad, Ricky Knight. So, uh, yeah, just uh, mad, mad loads of uh, collectible stuff on there and everything. So, yeah, so um, I'm just hoping to, uh, as soon as we can, after lockdown, get back to doing wrestling shows and uh, get things rolling again and just keep growing strength from strength. Uh, TNT have had link ups with some American companies recently that uh, are looking to come over and do shows with us next year. So hopefully all going well, that'll all still happen and we'll, uh, you know, we'll just keep smashing it. And then, you know, who knows what will happen from there.
1: Absolutely, you know, fingers crossed. Obviously hoping the wrestling business gets back on its feet sooner rather than later, but let's be honest, nobody knows. No one at all in this world knows how long it's gonna take, whether it's gonna double dip and come back, no one's gonna know. But fingers crossed, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, the British wrestling scene is stronger now than it's ever been. So the second we get the green light, you know everyone is gonna be hitting up Uh, shows up and down the country with just the strongest cards humanly possible so it'll be uh, it'll
0: be exciting the first couple of weeks like look at the draw who's gonna get who you know who's what's going on there you know who's got this it'll be a really exciting time and then hopefully uh we'll have to see what happens hopefully i'll be able to make a few shows and uh, ringing out a few shows maybe even do a bit of commentary we'll
1: have to see oh yeah mate so uh, we are going to get uh, to the next uh, sort of segment of the podcast. Now, I'm encouraging people like I don't I don't want people thinking I'm giving people lines or questions on purpose. I don't do that. I'm just a very honest person and I don't mind a little bit of controversy. So I'm kind of asking um any of the guests that we have on the show, you get the chance to ask me anything. Li- li- literally legit anything. There's nothing I'm not going to answer. Um it might, yeah, I don't mind chucking a few people under the bus. It'll oh. be, and, and, and it's all in good fun and stuff anyway. So is, is there anything that you would want to ask me?
0: Yeah, well, I, I try and be the most helpful person in wrestling that I can. You know, I'll try and help anybody. So what I would like to know from you, Phil, <clears throat> pardon me, Um, who would you say are your sort of top three or, f- three or four upcoming young wrestlers in the uk who are who are your favorite couple of people you've seen that can be uh guys or ladies uh who who are you uh, looking forward to seeing their careers progress in the future and who what's your hot tips who's looking good for uh, for filthy what's uh, what's coming up who've we got coming up who's going to be good
1: oh well she's not necessarily new on the scene but i'd only just got around to, to watch it live back in middle of march it's alexis falcon
0: Oh, yeah. Alexis, the Iron Queen, she's, she's excellent. I,
1: I, I've, I've seen, lo- load there, yeah. seen loads of videos. I've seen so much content. But being in a crowd and just watching, it's a completely different um, what you, discipline, I suppose, of seeing a talent. And she really worked. I mean, it was the unstoppable wrestling. The corona stuff is getting very, very close. And she was working the crowd so hard I I had to take my hat off to her and say you know what, I've not had a, a, a great, I'm going to pick my words carefully, I've not had a great experience with some not all, but with some female wrestling talent, I kind of think for the most part the female wrestling talent we've had on our shows tend to be a bit quiet they don't necessarily know how to work a crowd and what to do with that, whereas Alexis she she absolutely she milked them to within an inch of their life, and she was in character. You knew what who she was, you knew what she was about, and she got everyone in that crowd hating her. And I just thought she's fucking brilliant. She's better than I thought she was even going to be. I just That's I can't I can't, yeah. I I
0: can't She's um, she, she's she's come on leaps and bounds at Wrestle Island over the time, and she's also. Done great at uh, at TNT as well. So uh, yeah, now that'll be somebody who I've who I've seen sort of come through the ranks from being uh, part of um, the rejected at Wrestle Island and then split away from that and has done. You know she's she's great as you say. Yeah, really good, really good talent. So yeah, and uh, have you seen? um, She's been working hard during lockdown as well. She's been producing. um, She's a big fan of Disney, isn't she? So she's been working on um, a project at the moment. So you can check it out on YouTube. Um, with our, um, all her Disney collectibles and stuff, but she was meant to be doing, um, she's meant to be in Disney at the moment. So she's been doing a, a podcast or a vlog sort of thing with, uh, with all sorts of different Disney collectibles and things. And that's, that's quite cool to check out as well. So yeah, good was, to see like, people who got other passions as well.
1: Because <laughs> like, I'm not like necessarily a, a Disney person, but I love watching you know, what people are putting out during lockdown. It's bringing out people's creative sides. I mean, so many podcasts and vlogs and uh this and that and the other and i love seeing it (laughs) yeah bloody hell maybe maybe too many you never know but
0: (laughs) you can never have too many tiktoks
1: (laughs) but it's it's nice to kind of see like i love the 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 artistic side of wrestling it will see what people come up with whether it'll work whether it doesn't work i don't care i just love that people create from nothing and lockdowns afforded that so much the some people are going to rise through this lockdown and become stars the second it's over because how much they are building their brand building their character building their backlog of content Uh, some people are just sat around waiting you're getting a lot of people that are creating and say alexis falcon legend cannot say enough good about it other talent wise and i know um you've mentioned these guys already um the guys from synergy they're very content heavy, and they're fantastic. I can't say enough good about them. All four of those guys, I know three of the guys better than the fourth, whose name I want. Is his name Jack? His name's
0: yeah. I've, I've only yeah, I've only worked with him once myself up at LWF, and he was uh, but he was very impressive actually. And um, but um, Nizog, who's um, the the Keenan? Is it Keenan? Yeah, Keenan. He, yeah. Um, he um, came to along to TNT, while he was injured and came and helped with the ring, with ring crew and everything, and just shows, you know, somebody who's, um, you know, he's out with an injury, and his passion is that he's coming along, getting involved and helping out. You know, that just shows, you know, all four of them guys, you know, whether they're together or separate, have all got big futures if if they keep on going in the direction they're going at the moment, so that's really good to see.
1: And I I really do, like, I don't know if the four of them are going to listen to this podcast but you know, me and the, the Mad Dog are going to blow some smoke up your arses, gents. Like, I've, I've been around you quite a bit because I've been going, going up to the Manchester Press and Academy. I've had, obviously, two of you down to my show. Keenan came down to my show last September just to hang out and to help out. And they've got such, like, a healthy optimistic far-sighted view of the business they just want to help out they just want to continually to get better they're never going to say no i'm good I've, I've learned all i need to learn they're just never going to do that they're so hungry and so responsive and so humble that if you say look i've got this idea then they're not going to tie to fuck off they go, oh cool I- I- i'll try it it's it's yeah unless you cannot say enough good about them
0: no exactly you're, you're right and then you know after this i'm l- looking forward to seeing them again so that's you know says it all
1: <laughs> definitely so um we're gonna get um, I, I need a jingle for this third segment because it's our game show segment i need like a little comedy cheesy game show kind what you of seg- it? What's, your se- what's your segment what's your segment um, well it, it was, on my little note, it just says game show segments. I'm not really thought of a name for it, so I'm sure I'll come up with something. So I've got It's
0: time for the filthy game show.
1: <laughs> that sounds horrendous. <laughs> oh god. So I, have, I something have to got... work with Phil. I'll uh,
0: give me something to work. Let me know what you what you're thinking and I'll send something over this week for you. I'm more than happy to do uh, to do voiceovers anytime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because what I'm thinking, I've devised um, I've got three envelopes in front of me, each one has got a different potential game show for you to play. Go for it! Oh, yeah, I'm up for um, that. Um, so obviously, like two, obviously, I won't use, I'll just bin and whatever. So, uh, what I need you to do, I need you to pick envelope A, B, or C.
0: Go on, I'll go for envelope um, A today, please. Right, it's got a little
1: bit of a go for Angus. I, I don't know why I've sealed these. It's not like <laughs> any, anyone can fucking see it, but I've sealed them and it is what it is.
0: It's authentic. I like that.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little look at this one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> we it's Snog Marry Avoid.
0: Oh, fucking oh Pardon me. I'm not allowed to swear, yes. am I? Yes. That's a tough one. That is... That's, there we go, then. Got Any of my three people, like I've got them. to pick. You've done it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one, you? At least <laughs> it's not that one where I have to kill somebody.
1: <laughs> it's taking me exactly an hour, but yes. <laughs> right, so we've got we've got a couple of rounds of this. So you've got to pick. Uh, I'm going to give you three people. You've got to pick one. I'm snug. One them marry the other one. Avoid. So it's Steve Saxon from BWP. Yeah, Peter uh, Peter Blackham from Wrestle Island. <laughs> or the babyface pitbull. All right, well, <laughs> Pitbull, pitbull,
0: pitbull. He's—I've got to avoid him, haven't I? Because he's a horror. I'll—I'll uh, I'll marry Peter Blackham because he's a nice family man, anyway. So I'll just get involved, join, join the family. I'm already part of the family at Wrestland, anyway. And then I'm going to have to snog Steve Saxon. So I, I know uh, that's probably happened the night before, has it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's, he's, he's a good-looking guy. He's always tanned. He's kind of lo- losing his hair a little bit. I'm sorry, Steve. You are receding. I'm sorry, dude. Which is what it is. Um, but he's, he's a handsome guy. Why not? That's I have a, got,
0: for a pint in got, the. Uh, is it the yeah. red line in Peneford? I go for a Go for a pint there. See what happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're promoting everyone today. You're on a fucking mission. Oh
0: Come mate, you he gotta help your mate. So that's it. <laughs>
1: You see what I mean, though. Your voice is made for for this business. You are a promotion machine, and you're speaking to to a promoter. And I'm kind of going, "Fucking, I, I need to up my game a little bit." My Dog's making me look bad.
0: You shout and do adverts? I do. Uh, you know, I'm happy to do some uh, promotional videos or whatever we need to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Right, I've got I've got one more for you. So one more, snug, oh. Mario boy. I, I was yeah, going to be I was going to be a bit of a dickhead and give you TNT. Wrestle Island, or BWP? Snog Mario Void? but I'm not going to be that kind of dick. I'm not. I'm, we're not. We're not putting them on the table. So you've got Snog Mario Void, Keith Myatt, Kieran Moran, or Cameron Solas.
0: Well, I don't tend to uh, to do this sort of thing with chaps often. You could have given me some women, but uh, let's have a look then. So, uh... oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to have to snog Cam because he's a He's a sexy goth, isn't he? He he's is. A there's
1: a good, there's definitely something about him.
0: I'm going to have to marry Keith because he's, he's a legend. And that'll mean I'll have to avoid Kieran. But I work with Kieran enough anyway, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, bless. Kieran, if you listen to this, mate, it's not because he wants to avoid you. It's just... It's, just, it's all down to the maths. It's all it is. It's just all down to the maths.
0: The Steiner maths... The thing was, there was a 33.5% chance, Kieran, but <laughs> I'm going to see you in the next couple of weeks anyway. So,
1: <laughs> Well played, uh, very much well played. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> so, we're going to jump very quickly into these sort of four segments as we've kind of gone past this sort of hour point. This yeah, four segment, it gets, uh, it gets me to just shut the fuck up for a minute. You're going to get the chance. You go, yeah, a minute or so. You can go off on a rant. You can put over anyone you want to put over. You can get on that soapbox. If you want to shit on a particular move or a particular <laughs> this, that, or the other, whatever you want to say, it's literally your open mic. So uh, Mad Dog, take it away.
0: Mate, I'd just like to say thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, a big shout-out to all the guys at TNC Extreme Wrestling, um, BWP, Wrestle Island. And uh, the LWF, who you know, the guys have looked after me. I really enjoy working in the business and uh, all the great talents I've worked with. Kings of the North, Jordan Devlin, Pack, Will Ospreay, Pete Dunne, Tyler, Tyler Bate, Big Damo, The Hooligans, uh, Walter, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, Puma King, all all the uh, great people in the business I've had the chance to work with. Uh, Paradox. I'd just like to thank everybody, basically, who's uh, who's helped me in any way. And uh, a big shout out to our sponsors, who is uh, Wrestling Travel and also Pins and Knuckles merchandise for working so hard, even during the lockdown to, you know, put material out the lockdown sessions over on there on YouTube there with Wrestling Travel. And, uh, you know, just a shout out to everyone who's working hard, people like Lucy Openshaw, you know, Tel Banham, even like the guys at different companies who I don't work with. Um, We went in and out a few weeks ago, PCW, ICW. Uh, obviously, you guys are PW for you. Everyone's working hard. Everyone's coming together. And it's great to see that all the wrestling community are all really making an effort to, uh, to make positive moves during lockdown. Even during such a tough time, you know, everybody is really going out their way to make sure everyone's okay, first of all. And second of all, that we're still smashing it and doing great stuff. So, you know, Brit wrestling, it can only get
1: better, guys. <laughs> Fine. See, can I not encourage you to shit on something? Just, just, want me think, th- just, uh, just one. Chucks chuck someone under the bus. Doesn't
0: matter who is. Even chuck if it's just, someone under like the, the bus and go, let me think who's, uh, who's particularly offended me recently.
1: Now everyone's been pretty good.
0: The, on, uh, the, on, oh, I tell you, the only thing I'm not happy with in the industry is, um is seeing bullying online. I don't appreciate that at all. And, uh, you know, there's, there's one particular person in Preston who, who knows what he's done and has caused havoc online. And, you know, I think, I've spoken to him personally because I'm not a fan of that sort of thing at all. And I I think he knows what he's done uh, and he's sorry about it. But, yeah, I don't want to see any more of that. So, uh, yeah, that would be my only sort of thing. There's no need for trolling people, bullying people online. That's just just pathetic, isn't it? It's just not worth doing. So, yeah, less of that and more wrestling, eh? (laughs)
1: I'm pretty certain. I know the guy you're on about. Obviously, we're, we're not we're not going to get into and say, look if you're bullying, seriously, what what the what the fuck is going on? Just just don't, just don't. Plain and simple. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. We will we will set the mad dog on you. He's going to. That's, his... That's
0: when he gets unleashed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got. I've, I have not I've got maybe like an idea for you. I'm going to picture this right before we sign off. So you have got your you got your hernia from uh, chucking beer barrels around.
0: That's it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Is that-
1: is that not a far like, too far a stretch from Donkey Kong?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, you want me to dress up as Donkey Kong and come to a show and then bring my son as Diddy Kong?
1: <laughs> well, you know, like in, in the game, he's always chucking those fucking barrels. So if you can be chucking like beer barrels, we'll call you like Donkey Dong. Fuck it, well,
0: That's what some of the women call me already. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and uh, when I'll come out I'll, I'll throw a barrel and um, somebody Keith Mike can pop out the barrel or something that can be the new thing <laughs>
1: I'm going to let you pitch him that one we'll, we'll just see how that, how that goes down my he, keeps he, up, he, keeps he, up what's that
0: I mean? the monkey in it called with the gramophone he could be in. <laughs> 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 hey Phil one last thing I wanted to say to you on, I have a question for you actually if you were going to play any character in a future X-Men movie why would it be Gambit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it just oh, it, it
0: just would it, it just would it should be the new gimmick we'll, we'll give you a deck of playing guards and you can be the new uh, you, we can give you the magic nickname then well, you can rescue Mark from it
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I put, I put a post out. Um, some I think sometime last year, I was out leafleting like door to door for one of my shows, and I'd, I'd been out for like four hours. and My brain was just leaking out my ears, I was done. And I just put a post out on Facebook saying, I'd love to be gambit right about now. I could just flick the leaflets into people's letter boxes, I'm not going to end up getting bitten. So, the fact that you've picked him, I'm quite chuffed at that,
0: mate. You've got it, you've got that gambit. Look, you go, give a. Channing Tatum a run for his money there
1: uh,
0: yeah <laughs> uh, you just have to practice the old uh, the, the French Cajun accent and you'll be sorted
1: <laughs> all the birds love a flick of the wrist so fuck it why not
0: <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said something that I'm going to behave this evening we'll save that for an after show party in Liverpool sometime. so uh, make sure everyone can get up to TNT as soon as possible on a night out and then uh and we'll go from strength to strength as soon as we're back after lockdown, mate.
1: Damn right, ladies and gents. He's been mad dog. He is on the, pretty much every social media. Search him out. You will not be. Uh, You'll not be let down. He's always an entertaining guy. If you see him at a show, go up, say hello, have a picture with him, get him a beer at the end of the show. Seriously, one of the absolute nicest guys in this business. And even though we did break you a little bit ten minutes ago, we got you to drop an F bomb. He seems just one of the absolute nicest guys go up and go say hello to him and just keep being you dude, keep being you and keep being as positive because you know what, this business can grind people down sometimes and it's nice to have someone that just looks on that bright side of life, so keep doing what you're doing Thanks so much mate, it's been great speaking to you and uh, look after yourself in lockdown mate, alright? And you bud, take care mate Yes, Thank you, bye now
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Check out Pro
0: Wrestling For You on all social media platforms and stream our back catalogue of shows over at pw4uondemand.co.uk.